I've heard you talk about scrolls like years ago. Yeah. And I didn't know what you meant. They're but, weird uh, green face dudes with funny chins. But uh the the leading theory is that Pepper Potts is a scroll. But she's fire person. Remember? No way. How can Pepper Potts be a scroll? She got turned into fire person. Well, she got the extremis yeah, nanobots, it. but yeah, that's they kind of they kind of just swept that under the rug. Like that hasn't shown up anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like because she's not in any of the Avengers movies. She was just in Spider Man though, and it was oh, she's like, in Avengers one. She's in Avengers one. Not in Avengers two. Nope. I think because uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was like, yeah, and she, then she came back way too much. She's like, Peace, gonna go make fucking weird fucking homeopathic medicine. <laughs> Have some uh, coffee and cake. Have some. You have our visas. You have our manifest. This is a legitimate scientific mission. You have no right to detain us. Liar, liar, your pants on fire. So says my computer, Miss Ross. You used to work for the CIA, and now you're Travicom. Travicom pays better than the CIA. You have a big mouth. Everybody says that about me. What can I do? Captain, I need that truck. You need the truck? You also need 10 good men to the border. Mr. Homoka? Stop eating my sesame cake. Stop eating my sesame cake! Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 130, and my name is Scott. My name is Jared. My name is Michael. That's right. Sure is. Really nice. On today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching, nice. as well as the week in film news. I don't think there's any... Was there? Yeah, was there no? news? Slow week? No. We're reviewing Valerian, though. Yeah, so the Slow news... movie? It hasn't released internationally yet. I have a feeling that this is going to be an international movie. Do you think? I, I think it, yeah. it is it already out in uh, some other countries. I think it is. And oh, it's really? like it making is. bank. Well, it's a French film. Luc Besson presents Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Yeah. Uh, which probably is going to bankrupt his company, Europa Corp. Uh oh. Oh, that's not that. good. But apparently, he had a lot of tax Fun. incentives and making it. Oh, the company was not very exposed, as you say. Mm. So who knows? But this is a box office failure. And the movie, we will find out. Later in the show, we're going to have a great discussion. It's a failure. <laughs> oh! You can subscribe to all our episodes on iTunes, on Stitcher, on yep. Google Play, yep. on TuneIn Radio. 
That's pretty new. Much. Yeah, that uh, is new. There's Where also I think get your stuff. Like podcasts.com. I found our podcast on there. I didn't submit it. If you find them, it somewhere else, let us know. It just sort of just cool. finds its way everywhere. If you've submitted it somewhere else, let us know. Yeah. We're on that CBC thing. There's just podcatchers. The internet just sucks up podcasts. Yeah, it's cool. And spits them back out with ads for their own stuff on oh, it. Oh, really not cool. Co- that's cool, right? That's not oh, cool. No. not cool. Are they for Casper? <laughs> I don't fuck Casper. God damn. Shit the bed, man. Uh, that's, that's what their, that's what you do. That's that's, the, their, that's their logo. <laughs> their motto, Casper, shit the bed. We'll get you a new one. We're never going to get a sponsorship from Casper. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, you can visit our website. It is verticalviewing.com. There is the donate button. It is yellow. It is shiny. You can click on it. It has a PayPal link. Yes, we hope that you donate whatever you can. Rhonda helped us out last week. Her donation was very generous. Awesome. Much appreciated. You can do the same. Help us keep the lights on. Help us offset the cost of running the show. Just putting that internet pie in your ear every week, right? Anything is fantastic. What we do. You can also go to patreon.com slash vertical viewing. And then what happens, Red? Well, you can sign up to be a recurring supporter, aka. A patron. They're called patron. patrons. They're called of the pat- show. They're called patrons. Yeah, patrons. Yeah, um, are levels like uh, hydrogen and helium or lithium, and that's like a dollar, two dollars, or three dollars. Mm-hmm. De trois a month. You I get think. access to the vertical viewing vault, which includes Jake Gyllenhaal reviews, because we are a Jake Gyllenhaal. You didn't know this. We're a Jake Gyllenhaal like fan we site. Kind of, we yeah, kind of like him. Actually, Jake, if you're listening, I have stop a crush by. on you. Uh, you, That's you, not what I was going to say. I'm straight, married. There's chappy reviews that you can check out. You. There's reviews of uh, Dune, which is our brand new patron review. Thanks to Martin for requesting that one. The uh, 1984. It's a disaster, but it's also weird. It's, I kind of dig it. Maybe? Red likes it has, its, the it has Alan, its own charm. The Alan Smithy yeah, version. That's a good way of putting it. Right. Red is a preference to, for the Alan Smithy version. Or um, I guess he doesn't I, know. No, I, I. what it is is I like the story. Mm. And that's Frank Herbert. So That's fair. But D- David Lynch kind of just got. He David he's, Lynched himself yeah, on this one. He's weird, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, that's patreon.com slash vertical viewing. Our Dune review is brand new there. Like I said, Martin is requesting that one next month. We who don't we don't know yet, but you can tell us what to review. Yeah, please do. Let the us month know. of August. Thank you Ooh. to our patrons, Nick, Chris, Joseph, and Martin. Maybe you as well. Tell us what to review. We have to do it. We have no choice because yeah. you're paying us. So twist our arms. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Vertical Viewing on Instagram. At Vertical Viewing Podcast, but it's broken, so... Still, yeah. you can You can find us and follow us and then see our awesome... We're art. shadow banned, which but, yeah, I don't even otherwise. understand. It's weak. Help us out. Verticalviewing at gmail.com. Tell us how to unshadow ban ourselves from Instagram. It's a yeah. joke, man. Yeah. Super weak. Apparently, Instagram... Does out of not, nowhere. They're, they're not viewers. They're not fans of the podcast, yeah, unfortunately. They think we are spam bots or something? I guess, because I wasn't liking enough other posts. What? What? Or I wasn't leaving enough comments. They or, thought or they thought used, I was a bot. Exactly. We were using hashtags maybe that they thought were well, Give me a break. I, yeah, what? Are there Somebody's, rules? Have a there look. Are, there are rules. I hate when you wander into part of the internet and and all the goddamn baboons in there go like, "What do you think you're doing posting shit like that and not tagging it properly and <laughs> saying shit like this? Get out of here. This is a shit post." Ah. <laughs> 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 The internet, everybody. It's bullies. We're on it, though. Verticalviewing.com. On the internet. Without further ado, though, 
Let's. Red. Let's. What did you do? What did you watch? What did I do? What did I watch? There's some sort of question you want to ask us that you really... Well, no. You uh, waiting I, on that one? It's not that big, um, but I'll get there. First, I watched Ari Shafir Double Negative. Mm-hmm. Saw some of that, too. Um, I also watched this, so I'm curious how you felt as a parent. <laughs> well, what I got to say is that when Ari Shafir is funny, he makes me laugh out loud so hard that it hurts, but... Sometimes I don't find him funny. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Okay. But that being said, this special is definitely worth a watch. He has polished himself. Because I, I remember watching videos from Ari Shafir years ago where he was, it seems like a different person, like doing weird sketch comedy bits and like, I don't know. He's grown up, I think. He's kind of more of a jackass kind of comedian or something. Like yeah. The, what was it? The 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 Incredible Racist or something? Yeah, Was exactly. one of his bits? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this is definitely much more... Like, it's on, on it's on Netflix, right? It's it's more approachable. Um, his homophobia jokes, I would say, are... Because um, that's dangerous territory, right? That's like a controversial thing to make jokes about. Um, that seems to be a big thing with comics these days. Like, well, he is skillful and hilarious. Like going to Thailand, turning it around on oh us. Oh man, he had me laughing out loud. He's he's anything. <laughs> the lulls were had. If if anything, he's sincere, right? Like yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't. He's not. I, lying. I don't. I don't feel like he's ever lying or or putting on an act or or being insincere to himself in his act. Really, he's he's. Almost brutally honest. Well, like he'll he, talk he, about his how gross his butthole is well, and stuff. He, like <laughs> he talked about shitting himself on an airplane. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah he, it, I found it was a. I mean, that's it was an entertaining comedy special, <laughs> so worth a watch. All yeah, right. I'd say it was pretty okay. Okay, yeah, it, you, like, you got to know what you're walking into, though. Like, yeah. I mean, this is not. Don't expect like life changing, earth shattering. This, this ain't Jim hilarity. Gaffigan or something, right? Like this is he's he's a he's a blue comedian. Wow. Oh yeah, he's blue. Yeah. He's blue, yeah. and he's a Jew. <laughs> yeah, I've set that one up for you. Yeah, that's a good rhyme. Um, I, yeah, a, okay. What? It's not a good rhyme. <laughs> not at all. It was like low-hanging fruit. But anyways, the next thing is that I read uh, a childhood classic. Okay. Charlotte's Web is so good. No, Roald Dahl's George's Marvelous Medicine. Oh, he did it. Yeah. I've never done that one. No, you never read it? No, neither have I. What's that one about? Oh, well... Um, it's about a kid who has a horrible grandmother, um, who's kind of okay when his parents are around, but when they go out during the day, uh, she's just miserable to him. And, uh, he, she has to take medicine every day at at around 11 and it's his job to give it to her. But when his parents are away, he's like, you know what? She's rotten and sour and I'm going to try and make a new medicine. And he, he does with all of the things around his house. <laughs> and uh, there might be some magic okay, that happens and he doesn't quite understand. Um, it's really good. It's a great book if you haven't read it. I know you like Roald Dahl because, uh, you know, the whole sugar. I have a very strong dun, love dun, affair dun, dun, with dun, dun, dun. Henry Sugar, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I read this aloud to a group of kids and uh, there was a, an interesting reaction to some of the language. Like, the grandmother calls George things like stupid a couple times. And watching kids, 
like open mouth <gasps> gasp like i can't believe that you just said the word stupid and and there's other words in it like the grandmother's referred to as a hag throughout the book and like the kids don't even really know that word or what it is but it, this it, was a time when children's books were much scarier and yeah definitely weirder and yeah and and this had me thinking and wondering uh in my house the rules were kind of strict what were like did you guys have in like language rules that you weren't were, were like words that you weren't supposed uh, to say dude i was in a swear club we've talked about this like i wasn't allowed to say even crap no i think we were pretty good but i gotta admit uh i did not swear a lot throughout my life until about five years ago and then oh, i started wow. just like discovered it recently well yeah i kind of then the floodgates. You can be really expressive, You're making up swearing. for lost time. Yeah, the floodgates open right now. My parents and me, we, we sw- my parents and I, nice swearing up a storm all the time now. My dad drops f bombs on Facebook sometimes. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it gets real, right? I mean, Trump will do that to someone, right? It will get ex- excited. It's, it's politics. It's, it's so piss you easy off. to get the right emotion uh, out there and portrayed and across uh, instead of saying fire truck when you're just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like you can say it with the same inflection and the emphasis and it just it's not the same it's you, you maybe, need you yeah. need the words that people recognize it's one of the most versatile words out there right definitely that video that fuck video that talks yeah. about it i it's some comedian that all the that different w- uses yeah. of it yeah yeah it's uh it's an interesting thing because we would watch like the simpsons too and uh bart would say stuff all the time and you could mimic, like, you could say maybe jackass and maybe get away with it. You could May- say... Yeah, maybe. Maybe you could say damn it. Probably not. No? No damn or damn it. No, like, See, it was even a, hell. It was a slow scale. Hell and like, crap and damn, no way. The, really? I feel like swearing as a kid, like, it was a very slow and and gradual climb up the mountain. Yeah, right? you had to toe the line. Fuck is at the top, and you very slowly make your way up there, and your parents sort of guide you, and they, they, don't, they you kind of drag them up there with it's, you, actually, you're right. to be honest. It's like incremental. You're, you're encroaching. <laughs> Every year, maybe you slip in a new one. It's like, I'm going to say bastard this year. Yes. You know? <laughs> uh, and if you're fired up, maybe your this parents... This absolutely will, correct. I think okay. I worked on the self-censoring, which I found more funny. Dude, I had mustard. When you're just like, son of a... Like, you would just... Did you get the soap or what? I had the I had I had mustard, like hot mustard oh, jammed in the throat. If you I cursed. No, I don't think I ever had anything like that, but I would like self-censor. Like what <laughs> I would say the word and then talk, speak it silently while I said it and just have the last hmm. vowel or whatever. So it would just be son of a like wow. <laughs> this is what life on the farm you was still like. I kind of do that. Yeah, I do know that exactly from time, I do that from about. time yeah, to time, yeah. yeah. So Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's, ben, it was, Red, and I still know exactly what you mean. We ruin then, it. I, we we earn that explicit tag. Yeah, I try not to because you never know who's listening. But you got to keep it real. Yeah. That's we, we keep it real. We if, if we keep it vertical. Red, is this is this the conversation you wanted? Or we did, do nothing if not keep it real. I don't know what else. Did, 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 did no, you, I'm done. That's no, all I had. I think you wanted me to talk about the swear club. Is really what <laughs> well, you wanted. If you wanted to share, I'm sure no, new no, listeners was that might like be a extracurricular school club, club. I think we talked about this on the cop car episode, I believe. Which mm. is I, we didn't review cop car, but that movie is wicked. We discussed it on an earlier episode way back in the day, and. Uh, 
the beginning of that film, they're just dropping different swear words and they're kind of, you know, one-upping each other. Kind of like walking out in a field. They're building up. Yeah, they're building up to the big bombs, right? Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, as a kid, I remember being so sort of infatuated with profanity. The the, power of words. No, but the power of profanity. Oh, man. The fact that you could just say this thing and it was bad. It's like it was like doing a drug or something, but just by saying a word. Yeah, we would go into like at the top of the highest rock in the forest. It's to like, say br- it. like you've, 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 you can it's break something. a law so easily, <laughs> so so easy to break a law. You just stand there and do it. Do you want to go say fuck in the forest? Uh, yeah, Mike, what do you have? Uh, I don't have a lot because I've been busy packing slowly while working because I'm moving to a new location. Nice, uh, stressful. Yeah, a little stressful, but so far we're on track, so nice. that's good, but we'll, we'll see. Knock on wood that we're okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my free time, I've been continuing with Final Fantasy XII, which is one of my favorite Final Fantasies ever. I've already talked about it. Just going to say, still pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Ari Schaefer. Schaefer? Shafir? Shafir. Shafir. Uh, and I started watching Supernatural. Why? Like, started... Like episode I've, one? Uh, yeah, I've never watched Supernatural. Are there two versions of this show? No. Is there a UK version? No. Okay. I don't think so. Just This is the two brothers. This is the two brothers, uh, things, Jared things are Padalecki and Jensen Ackles, who have been... They're going into season 13. It's locally filmed. They film in Gastown or some garbage. Like... It's something... Uh, it's, a, it's a film shoot that you'd walk by and go, what's that? It's Supernatural. And you go, I don't give a shit. <laughs> It's been around for so long. Like it's it's been recommended. I like stuff that deals with the supernatural. It's kind of like the modern Buffy, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Like I I enjoyed Buffy when it came out. Um, so did I. I'm reading right now, rereading the Dresden Files books. I don't know if you're familiar with those. Uh, nope. Uh, I was shaking my head, but I was like, people can't hear that. Harry Copperfield Blackstone Dresden is his the character's name. Basically, he's a wizard in modern-day Chicago, mm-hmm. and a bunch of crazy shit happens mm-hmm. all of the time. Cool. There's like 16 of these books right now, oh. uh, and they're just a lot of... They're, they're kind of popcorn fun. Like, he deals with the vampire courts. There's the red court, the white court, the black court. Like, the white court are succubi and incubi, so they're all about sex. The red court are more traditional. <laughs> the black court are all, like, dead vampires, like, full-on corpse vampires. There's all this crazy shit, and it's just super entertaining. Is this like that new show, Midnight Texas? Uh, sort of, but I'm sure it's a lot better. <laughs> uh, they tried to make a series out of this on, um, like, Showcase or something like that. It was not so great. Mm, unfortunate. Uh, this would need to be an HBO series to do it justice. Uh, but anyway, so Supernatural <laughs> is sort of in that same idea. I'm almost all the way through season one. I've just been having it play in the background a lot while packing because it's great for that. Uh, I've just been told, get through the first few seasons and then it starts taking itself less seriously because it jumps the shark on like episode four. Yeah, uh, I guess it's very episodic, but then it, but then there's some like... Uh, threads with angels and the devil. Well, apparently in like season five, six or seven or something like that, they uh, they go to this alternate dimension where they're actually in reality. So they find out that like the characters find out that they are characters in a TV show called Supernatural. So <laughs> Yo, it, it does crazy shit like that, apparently. So this sounds like total garbage. Yeah, the yeah. same show, like they've gone to hell and like experienced the torment yeah. of eternal suffering. Yeah. And- oh so I was Bill and Ted's. Basically, basically, it's a more serious version of <laughs> Bill and Ted. Yeah, uh, without the time. Travel. I've watched most of the series that have interested me on on Netflix, and I need something that's just on because I don't really have TV. 
So this is sort of taking that place right now. Well, this is like uh, you build a barbecue, you know, kind of while while having supernatural in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's uh it's all right. It's good. It's a good show For, to put IKEA to furniture together too. Yeah, I I do a lot of that. So <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna do more. I'll be doing more very soon. So that's about all I got. Oh, man, that's a, that's a good genre. IKEA like, fur- like, furniture, furniture, furniture building just, background, just furniture assembly. You know shows like stand up comedy would be excellent yeah, for that. that. That's actually you don't have to watch. Why I watch Ari's stuff special. that's designed to be like barely any visuals, like maybe just people just standing in a room talking, so you can just assemble shitty ass little dowels, like into... coffee and cigarettes. Oh no, that, I, people wouldn't watch that. I will say what it's good, but people wouldn't watch that. Uh. I will say even though it's also not good TV, I kind of have a soft spot for this very specific like supernatural bad TV show thing i like i like like to watch that yeah, i know i know uh, you do i know dominion which is the spinoff of legion you soil our podcast with this garbage was, was better than supernatural and that's all i'm gonna say i'm not gonna say it was good but it was better than supernatural and it only lasted two seasons Man. Mm. like i i, I want to be this really sort of upscale refined podcast where we talk about only the great you know the great Pieces of art no, in our culture. No, Michael's here to but, plumb the depths. But he always has done it. He's always been here to. Of we're reviewing available. Valerian, so <laughs> shut up. Damn, yeah. it. Damn it! And we reviewed the Circle. We reviewed uh, Independence Day re- Regurgence. So regurgitation. I mean, yeah. Oh, nice one. So Did that, I don't think I saw that actually. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> we just erased that episode. You know, yeah. No. 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 I don't think yeah. I saw that in the media. That, that the to, use of the regurgitation. To which movie are you? Referring? Could have been good. Uh, guys, unless you have anything else. No, no, that's it. I played a video game. What? You don't Which do that. Which one? Was it for a Switch? No, it was for fucking PC, man. Oh, mass. You can't carry that around with you. No, I played Pyre. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Pyre. What's Pyre? Pyre is crazy. I will describe it thusly in RPG basketball game. Let that one. Okay. Sounds most like uh, NBA Jam. Non exciting. So you have three dudes against three, three on three basketball, kind of, and each person can uh, has this aura, and you pick up this ball in the center, and you can pass it to people, and then also switch between guys. Uh, And the goal is to obviously throw it or run it into the pyre on the other enemy's side. Okay. Thus reducing the uh, the points on it starts at a hundred. Every time you score, are you running with the uh, ball? Or you well, you run? have an you have an aura that protects yourself from attacks from enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about how large is this? Oh, it's it's bigger. You are the bigger the aura. You know, it's RPG style. Like you can up, arm, upgrade arms that reach right? kind of thing. You can well, if you can, if you're a bigger person, you can upgrade your aura to different sizes and okay, whatnot at okay, the expense okay. of other skills. But outside of that, you can't move your aura. Well, your you... or your auras around you when you walk around, when you pick up the the basketball or whatever, it's locked. Your aura disappears. You are now vulnerable. Mm. So the people who are coming after you can knock you out. So you can sprint and you can dodge and roll and you can actually cast these nice cool spells, these beams that will knock enemies out. Pyre is incredible. Sounds fun. Yes, it's 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 immediately really hard. I well you can, you can tell the game is spoon feeding you at the beginning because I, I feel this game really ramping up and becoming pun, like it, punishing it as looks, fuck. It looks really cool. Like you linked it to me earlier in yeah. the week. Yeah, I'll I'll show you guys what it looks like. Uh, yeah, really unique, like a top down basketball thing with RPG spells and upgrades 
basketball. It sounds so crazy. It's but but then Foot, disc jam is so fun. Football right? so, or yeah, it's kind of yeah. It's, it's fucking simple nuts. is good. Like simple is good. That's, yeah, that's a screenshot. Yeah, you see what's going on there, Red? I had no idea. What's going on. <laughs> I want to play. I want to play. Uh, so I watched something though, guys. I watched a movie. Was it a good? movie? I watched a couple of movies. Watched Spider Man Three. Absolute dog. Hold shit. on. Did you just criticize me for watching Supernatural? Yeah, and I then, watched Spider-Man. And then he watched. <laughs> well, I watched Spider-Man 3 because the We Hate Movies fellas are doing an episode uh, on okay. that. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I also watched Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Nice. Refined. Quality. Deadly. Yeah, it takes the bad taste out of your mouth. Not a five star, though. No. Four, because four and a half, Four and a half. Because you know what? I think... Is number one five for you? No, none of them are. Terminator is really silly. Number one is like three. Three out of five. Like, they're great movies, but I, I sort of, I, I could, I looked at Terminator 2 with these big, wide... Three and a half. Like, I had a wide-angle lens on Terminator 2 as I watched it in, in like, 25 years of context. Mm-hmm. I said, what is this thing? It is silly. <laughs> it's liquid. Awesome, metal. It is amazing, but, like, liquid metal coming from the future... All of this stuff, like mom. There's so many paradoxes they're gonna too, bl- like, right? Miles Dice, they're gonna blow him away. Like all this stuff, it's it's so 90s. We have to go back in time. It's a, if we kill his mother. It, it is a masterpiece. He'll never be born. But I, I, I doesn't what? It, it it doesn't have a tone of like it, it is still some GI Joe kind of Saturday morning shit. You know, like it's I don't think it's as high art as we maybe have called it. We've brought it up and it's it, it, it is pulpy as hell, like man. People talk oh, about sure. yeah, people talk about um comic book movies being a new thing, but like yeah, Terminator was here in the eighties. It's so it, yeah. I love it, but it's it's super it's pulpy. Not, not much different, right? Um what my main event this week though was Congo. <laughs> <laughs> um so I wanna I wanna laugh but I wanna laugh, but I also don't, right? Like Michael Crichton is wicked and that book is really good. I, I've never actually finished the book. I remember going on a Michael Crichton tear right in, in the nineties. When, when when Jurassic Park came out, you just said, Oh, Michael Crichton's the shiznit, everything. I'm reading everything. Read yeah. Sphere. Read yeah. fucking Eaters of the Dead or whatever. The Great yeah. Train Robbery. All of this shit. Andromeda Strain. Do all this. Sphere is Terminal dope. Man. Yeah. So Congo, I tried to read it a bunch of times. By the, the movie coming out, you can tell like the shadow of Jurassic Park looms so large over this movie, right? Like They're just trying to redo. Like something in the jungle that's huge and terrible. I remember this set piece where the ground is like on different levels and caving in and stuff like Pretty that. Pretty good like, ending. Like, I mean, this whole thing they built, this set with the, the, the city of Zinge, I guess is what you would call it. <laughs> nerdiest shit ever tim curry is ridiculous in this movie as this when is ro- he not like, really? i am this romanian uh adventurer and, like his accent i don't even know what he's doing it changes so he doesn't throughout either. the movie um stop eating my sesame cake like there's a lot of ridiculous shit in this um ernie hudson though kicks some serious ass gorilla uh, ass well no he's like you know he, uh winston from Ghostbusters, he's kind of like the badass, like gun-toting, brawny hero. The camp, he's awesome in this. Right. Um, but the, this is your so Congo. What are the gorillas like? Congo, yeah, it's your gray gorilla situation. Is what's happening in Congo. So essentially, you have gray gorillas plus a volcano plus political unrest in Africa plus a lost city plus a dirty corporation plus magic diamonds. 
Ooh, yep. Any that, other um, variables in this equation? Well, dinosaurs. I mean, like you, we, mission gone wrong, right? We send this team after Bruce. Bruce Campbell gets his head smashed in by a bunch of gorillas in this little cameo, right? You got a Bruce Bruce Campbell in the beginning. Um, and gorillas then, are established. The gorillas L- are Laura murderous. Lin- Laura Linney comes in with her company Travicom. We need to find these rare diamonds because they're gonna. We can pass lasers through these diamonds and send data on like 12,000 channels and revolutionize the telecommunications industry overnight. Turns out these crystals, gray gorilla kidney stones. Well, oh, that, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Do you think that's it? I don't know. Maybe don't they, think so. they come from the, their butts. The gray gorillas are revealed to be these trained guard dogs for this ancient... City of Zinj. Si- yeah, yeah. So they sort of like bred these gorillas to be really violent and like terrible guard dog kind of things, which is okay. Kind of a neat idea. All right. Um, the problem with Congo, though, very little action, very little killing. If you can believe it, after the really poorly done opening segment that's like sort of off camera and very just mysterious to set the movie up, Bruce Campbell holds the guy's eyeball in his hand. Remember that? Oh, he doesn't know yeah. what it is at it's first. Like, what is this? In the book, it's great. He's like, he thinks it's fruit, right? It's, it's, very much like the Dennis Nedry intestines in his hand situation where he doesn't know what it is at first. Oh, it's a human body part. Oh, my God. It's fucking Phillips. It's Phil's eye. Oh, God. And uh, we have to wait another hour and 15 minutes before we get another gray gorilla kill. And and that sounds kind of like a drag. Well, I think you would maybe like make this a horror movie, right? That's what it should be. There's like a hippopotamus attack in this. Oh, it's brutal. Like brutal they kill more people every year than and and to hip hop well to top all of this off um the elephant in the room or should i say talking ape in the room is amy who has this robotic arm who i mean there's a lot of similarities here to planet of the apes actually they have this this ape in captivity amy who has this robotic arm that can actually read her sign language movements and just speak them out of this loudspeaker in the arm so sounds legit when she's doing her sign language it's like a female's version of stephen hawking sounds like, like siri amy good gorilla amy want the raindrop drink and it's like she wants a martini are you serving that ape a martini yep smoking cigars absolutely ridiculous i mean these are people in suits but they are bringing this ape over to africa to try to assimilate with this other tribe of apes maybe you can teach sign language to these these bros hmm, maybe call one of them caesar maybe or maybe there's gray gorillas who don't want to listen to reason who are just these guys who are there to get zapped by laser like crystal lasers <laughs> the end of this movie is basically a, like a lava like oh yeah a giant lava extravaganza the, the volcano's Ooh. exploding extra lavaganza yeah and the, the uh, like the heavens are raining down lava as laura linney inserts a crystal into a laser gun and just starts slicing gray gorillas in half with this basically stormtrooper laser sword cutting stuff in half with lasers is on vogue for a while in the 90s like the lasers were cool right? johnny mnemonic when yeah, that, that guy had yeah, the this thumb is, laser whip yeah thing? this is 95 man 95 right on was laser town and you like it happens really fast right and like i'm sure there's a scene where a gorilla's like oh and then like it slides down and it's 
cut in half. I mean, guys, and everyone learned how lasers actually do. Work. Do you want to know how '90s this was? With crystals. What are you talking <laughs> about? No, no. The, the the lasers aside, do you want to know how '90s Congo was? How '90s was it? Amy is wearing a no fear backpack. <laughs> oh, snap. You, you know what no fear turned into? NFA. Like what a the snow- fuck is that? Oh, okay. Some snowboard so They company. exist. Yeah, NFA. Good for them. They, good, good drop in the no fear. It's cleaner. It's, it, I mean. Idiots. What were you thinking? With those <laughs> eyes? Uh, the, on the backs of pickup trucks? Fuck Congo. It's terrible. I remember being really disappointed with that one. <laughs> and then also, again, being really disappointed with Sphere. Michael Crichton, aside from Jurassic Park, hasn't had a good track record, really, with in the movies. I mean, he created Westworld, but... That's not really he a directed book. it that's poorly. Not a, that's not a book. He directed it. You know what? It's almost like you're establishing a theme here of like disappointment. Like movies, what do you mean? Movies that like you wished oh. you, when they, you started watching them were good and then it ended up really bad. You know how so, like the fifth element, like you ever noticed that? I love that movie. You ever notice the fifth element is unreal? It's mm-hmm. so and good up and, and fun and wicked and beautiful and just like, entertaining. N- now I love it kind of even more. Yeah. Do you yeah. think if Bruce Willis was in the movie if we're going to talk about? If anyone else was in Valerian. Imagine if Tom Holland was the starring role in Valerian. Imagine how much money this movie would have made, first of all. And then also how great it would have been. You can't make two well, movies at once. You don't like Dane DeHaan's voice? No, I don't like his Keanu Reeves impression. Yeah, okay. is a simple in and out. Agent Valerian, you'll be running solo. I only work with my partner. Hi. We're a team. Let's go. Welcome to Alpha. The city of a thousand planets. Where for hundreds of years... Every species has shared their knowledge and their intelligence with each other. It's paradise. Amazing. After centuries of peace and prosperity, an unknown force wants to destroy all we have created. Agents Valerian and Laureline, you have less than 10 hours to find the threat and eliminate it. Had to get to work. So that was a clip from Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. A dark force threatens Alpha, a vast metropolis and home to species from a thousand planets. Special operatives Valerian and Laureline must race to identify the marauding menace and safeguard not just Alpha... But the future of the universe? What? Fair enough. 
whatever, you know. <laughs> at this mm. point, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Valer- whatever. Valerian is written and directed by Luc Besson, and it stars... Most well-known for Lockout. Dane DeHaan, Cara Delevingne, Clive Owen, Rihanna, Ethan Hawke, Herbie Hancock, Chris Wu, and Rutger Hauer mm-hmm. at, at the very beginning. For like a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and he, I guess he sends you off to the Tannhauser Gate. Ooh. No? Anyone? Uh, yeah. A- anyone? I wish he did. Any, anyone? <laughs> uh, guys, I'm going to say off the top, <clears throat> Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets is excruciating. Oh. And Ooh. I hate this Move excruciating is a wow. harsh criticism. Vast, wow. vast swaths of this movie, unending swaths. Two, a two-hour and sixteen-minute film for no reason whatsoever. Just, just stretches of unending, excruciating bits that I that I had to struggle to get through. Hmm. Um, I didn't have this experience. Ma- I, massive I, swaths of excruciating pain. Yeah, I, I think that there were some major flaws uh some really really serious flaws that egregious uh, yeah i mean not maybe not quite film ruiners maybe film ruiners (laughs) but this film looked really pretty no bubbles though you think this was a good-looking film? I, I guess I, I, honestly, I can't say it isn't. I like some. I like some weird old comics. Like um, this, kind of reminded me for some reason of the world of Adina a, uh, a couple of times, which is one of those uh, Moebius Jodorowsky <laughs> the collabs. The Incal. Yeah, the Incal is also another cool one that I like, and and those ones ask you to take some pretty enormous leaps while you read them and. To be comfortable doing that, like I felt like, oh, this is really like simple dialogue, and really, it's more about what I'm looking at and the ideas behind it. Especially because Cara Delevingne is uh, kind of wooden. <laughs> well, uh-huh. she's better than Dane DeHaan, I'll tell he, you that. Which uh, surprised the shit out of me, actually. That I, sh- I kinda, that she was better than he was. I kind of like her, man. I'll be By honest. the end of the movie, I had switched my opinions kind of like her this is definitely one of her better roles i mean suicide squad i i can still smell that dirty fart in the room and she was one of the worst parts of that movie so yes i think it says something about her she's pretty good in this man but what did like how much of that is david ayer telling her just a hula like i'm I'm wondering (sighs) anyway i don't fucking know um yeah she has a lot to do in this right yeah and then the, the funny thing is that these two characters are much better when they're not together it's yeah. true. Yeah. Mainly because their relationship is so forced. Like the whole central story between them of Dane DeHaan, of Valerian being like, marry me. Right off the bat. I was like, wait, what? Excuse me? Yeah, it was, it's it's a bit. That's. I, I mean, it's comical. There's, there's, like a comic has, book. She has no good reason to marry this asshole. Yeah. he's kind, it's, it's a very shallow character, too. Well, there's very little development. Well, and we jump right in, knowing nothing about either of these characters, uh, and it's just like, marry me. And we're supposed to be invested in the decision that's going to happen over. But the you saw the all the pictures of the, his conquests. Well, and, and you get you were introduced to them, and they're in their bathing suits on a weird VR beach. So yeah, you in know, the hollow deck. You, you know that they're they're in love. At least anybody who goes to the beach is in love. Okay, got it. Yeah, well, that's... They're, ro- they're rolling around teasing each other on a weird. Uh... Partners are always romantic partners too, right? It... He kind of just grabbed her and threw her down there. So, uh, rapey. 
<laughs> yeah. Red, so are you actually a fan of this movie or not? I can't I can't get your So I disliked a lot of it and it really dragged, but I I was really sort of awed by a lot of the ideas and the the visual spectacle. Like when they were being chased by those giant sea creatures. Like the idea of Alpha, like this cool floating city of a thousand planets like to me that was so cool and and to see what people could do with cgi today and depict that it was really neat but i mean the characters were not fully developed and the story kind of sucks and it drags and bubbles was one of the worst things i've seen on screen in a long time and (laughs) i wish the movie was over way faster than it was um she is jar jar yeah she is i said that right like it was her Uh oh uh, rihanna's jar jar i I said was it a tweet or something? I said that her her casting as Jar Jar was an interesting choice. <laughs> but I when I went, whenever I saw her besides on stage, like her performance, I was like, okay, yes, I know Rihanna is just drop dead good looking, but she can't act out of a paper bag. I don't know. She was great in Battleship. Nope, that's She's exactly what I've written here. <laughs> I said that watching her reminded me of Battleship. She she'll be she is much 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 better here. She, for she real. really is. For real. Like uh, I I I don't know about that. Well, her performance in Battleship is like Raspberry Award winning, I think. It's so, pretty bad here too. I was thinking of Jar Jar at the same time, literally. I, I so I just think her character's silly, so I think she, poor girl's given Nothing to work with. So that's why she's just changing her clothes every two seconds. She's well, essentially here to, as soon as to she do turns a music video. The... She's, she's here to do a music video complete with about 15 wardrobe changes. But as soon as she turns into the blue jelly character and it's just voiceover, it's done. Like, she can't voice act at all. And when she's not doing the performance, she's, you know, barely watchable. Um, I did kind of like how she would, like, sort of... in. So, like slime over top of people and then turn you into shit. She was like a wearable costume. How did yeah, you, you breathe? That was kind of dope. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> um, but it doesn't. What does it say when two thirds of the way through? I'm thinking, okay, what can we cut to tighten this? <laughs> yeah. And I'm not even like I have nothing to do with film. I don't do edits like like Scott and make the movies better. I was just sitting there thinking, okay, this is. Like over you, you've overreached. We're clearly here. watching a director's cut of some kind already, it's, right? It's it's like sprawling in the same way that like a like I feel when I drive through uh, the <laughs> the dregs of like I don't know. I don't want to hurt people's feelings. But Toronto, like, yeah, yeah. The outskirts. <laughs> Thank you. Just the sprawling outskirts no, of no, Toronto. Pe- people, uh, people from Toronto don't sprawl. Like the sprawl f- is nasty. The four hundred one sucks. Yeah, the four hundred seven sucks. Any commuter, like just Yorkdale. Sucks. Just it go sucks. to go to Yorkdale. No, go fun. to like go to like Etobicoke. Yeah, Town it's all Center. good. Yeah, that's what it's like to you driving through. I feel like this is an excuse to sort of just cram in all these different alien worlds into this one area and just almost. Like it's a blank canvas. I can do whatever I want. We can we can have sequences where characters literally crash through the set walls into other realities. Into, just to give you like bam. Just to give you look at that bam. Look at that bam. Are, look yeah, at that. and it's almost just. I really liked that sequence. Though. I guess, but the the film is those just, suits are cool. They yeah. give you a lot of strength. It felt so hollow, and it just felt so completely, you know, false and. 
I mean, Those, it, it had no weight to it. It just, it just felt so flimsy and fleeting, and we were just kind of zipping through these other. I mean, I felt like I was watching cutscenes in a in a video game a lot of the times. Uh, like the Californication music video. I don't know. I don't know. So, my, Mike, Mike, what did yeah. you think of this? Uh, it was most. I kind of found it entertaining. But here's the thing. I checked out on the story, and I think this is this isn't so much of a movie as it is an amusement park ride. And so if it was a little shorter and they just said fuck it to the story and just let us go through from set piece to set piece with crazy screen uh, like eye candy going on, uh, overall it would be a much better experience. But the fact that they try and tie this all together with some loosely threaded plot is what makes it so bad in my eyes. It's really episodic, isn't it? Yeah. Like it feels like we're just sort of in this week now Valerian's missing. We have to find him. And now Laureline's missing. We've got to find a jellyfish now. What the fuck? Like, if they had just stuck up the chase uh, energy, I thought it started all right. Like, I wasn't, I didn't really like Valerian that much. But as soon as, like, they go to the market, which is, that's, I thought that was super cool. That's by far the best scene in the movie. And one of the better sequences I think I've seen in any movie all year. It's pretty cool, right? Where we're in this sort VR. of empty, it looks sort of like a futuristic version of. Um, of of Burning Man, just this empty desert area with just people wandering around. But yeah, look, it, the market really, in reality, looks like if you went to Burning Man when it wasn't on, though. Like it looks empty. Yeah, so you have there's the a wall, vast and desert stretches of people wandering in a VR universe that we're sort of shifting in and out of. It's not even VR though; it's a different dimension, which is what's cool about it. Is is that what's happening? That's yeah, what's it's happening. In another dimension. So, like, and so that's the, the box on his hand where he can take the gun into that dimension, and how he gets stuck because his hand is still in that dimension. That was really cool. Is is, is a really cool idea. Like, I, I love that whole that whole sequence. And it's not really explained to you. It's the movie sort of just. It, it, it unfolds in front of you, and you can kind of understand the rules of everything. Where well, they sort of explain that they paint him. Though. I mean, they they spray paint him out of reality and stuff. There's there's a lot of cool, funky ideas happening. That I mean, it's a good idea to front load the m- movie with this shit. Yeah, get you like you you realize that you're in deeps. Then the movie does not pay off all this cool stuff at the beginning, which I think the very opening scene is unbelievable. I think that went on too long. I didn't like how she pranced around. I love the Space Oddity prologue. Oh, oh that is great. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we're, not, we're not talking about the Avatar bullshit because that was cr- that was awful. <laughs> what I'm talking about is the prologue. That was super cool. Which is one of my favorite sequences of the year, maybe, in which it, it's almost this really awesome tribute to like the, the aspirations of the space program and like, you know, the the... the alliances of cooperation that can exist between countries and cultures and well, eventually between aliens. I think it the first shows alien the bridge. ship that showed up there was it's sh- yeah. Yeah. I love right. I just love the idea of like this is the the highest aspirations of the of this the space program. Like this is yeah, the it ultimate showed, that's what it showed goal. how how like when whenever there's space missions. We get like the UN unites nations. They bring us, yeah, us like, going we into go space. Up with Russians and Chinese. Yeah, we 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 are bridging gaps between countries and cultures here on these endeavors into space. And I feel like the movie does not even re- rely on anything. Like 
different cultures don't really have to cooperate to save the day in this thing. No, if it's, anything, it's, it has it's nothing like, to do with this awesome yeah, prologue at you, all. You have to like take advantage of the other races because like they're it's the not information about, guardians. Yeah, or, it's not about working together or bridging gaps between cultures. Like this city of a thousand planets, I would think is like the ultimate UN of of this is the united universe, right? Everyone living together in harmony. Is it that kind of is though? I'm like that's that comes up I later. Guess, I guess. It's, but, but Mike, Mike kind of liked it. And- well, you know what? I was entertained by this movie. I recognize that it's not a good movie, but I still enjoyed myself at the theater. Like, mainly because it's so fucking different than anything that I've seen lately. And it was the same with Gods of Egypt. That was so out there and crazy that I couldn't help but at least admire that what, what they were trying to do there. And I see... A lot like Luc Bazan's been wanting to make this for a while. It, it says like touchingly at the beginning, right? It's dedicated to his father. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's it's a it's an inferior version of the Fifth Element for sure. Uh, just with some crazy, some new crazy ideas because the Fifth Element had some great stuff at the time too. Yeah, but I mean, Fifth Element's like a noir sci-fi thing a little bit, which is so much I more interesting. Than, noir as pulp as well, it is pulpy. It's pulpy for sure. Yeah. It's a hard-boiled sort of, you know, taxi driver kind of thing. I, I, f- I feel like there is some elements of throwback third. Like, the fifth element feels like a retro Art Deco 1930s kind of future, right? New York and its the Art retro Deco future. influence is definitely there. But this I, I, I Valerianism just, isn't this sort of stylish genre thing. It, 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 it's so much more of just this eye candy, fantasia sort of anthology thing it's really that's why i said it's just a an amusement park ride yeah it's like, like when you go through the different rooms in uh the what's that disney ride it's a small world that's it it's a small world and you just see the, all the lots different slower paced than this i mean in this it would have been cool if we actually had like an issue number two and a big splash screen where we're moving on to the second issue of the comics or something it, it felt that episodic to me or there was like meanwhile back i mean they never do that in movies and i feel like it didn't really Lean take into it. It didn't take advantage of the fact that it, the bulk of the story took place on Alpha Station. Like we saw a couple of locales, the underwater scene. I thought that was great with the weird pirate dude. And he then, was awesome. He was and, fantastic. And I them like stealing him. the synaptic jellyfish. Yeah, like super that, cool that you then put on your head to see. Man, like there's so much crazy shit yeah. going on here. Taps and that's, into the universal and that's, subconscious, of course. That should be on the cutting room floor for Christ's <laughs> sake. But then you wouldn't get to meet the submarine captain. But then you're totally right because we need to cut like an hour off of this movie. Yeah, yeah. There's we, so much useless shit in here. Yeah. The 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 whole mule prologue pre pre chapter one because I guess the prologue was uh, awesome. Space oddity. Um, Love it. The movie's downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> like we spend what 15 minutes. 10, 10 to fifteen minutes Just on watching that planet. dudes shake hands. Just, I, yeah. I, I I hate. I, I as soon as we open on this terrible looking mist ripoff pc game from the 1995 <laughs> this 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 planet beach scene with giant oversized shells this you guys think this movie looks good not the not that well that that well, whole that, planet that, looks I mean, so that like that looks like honest to god that looks like in the simpsons episode homer cubed you know where he gets sucked <laughs> into the computer or whatever like the CG is so basic in yeah, that but it, it, it that's is not the point of that scene. I like, guess you miss it if if your if your complaint is that one scene. 
everything looked so bad. It was to me. There's only sand and sky in that scene, though. What the, about when they fly around in the universe no. <clears throat> the, on like interstellar on currents? That planet Mall was awful to me. It was a. It made Avatar look amazing. Well, and what's the? I don't. I don't. Planet under- Mule. Mule it means w- mule? mule. Is it mule or mule? Mule. Mule. Anyway, the they, fact that they're pearls. They is say stupid. mule because a mule converter is the those little, little shit, lizard shit hogs. Lizards. Yeah, the shit. What the a shit bad hog. idea. Like, so, if I understand correctly, which the movie did not convey at all. Um, whatever you feed these hedgehogs, they will replicate and just and, a and massive shit, number and of shit yeah. at whatever it is. So you give them like a cucumber, and, and it'll just make a bunch of cucumbers. cucumbers. Yeah. Um. So these pearls that are super awesome, we don't know why, because they contain more energy than they contain the energy of like an entire planet. They contain oh, oh. the they're well a little pearl is like twenty gigatons of energy. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's they're more like, than the whole spaceship. They're like little pieces of materia. Yeah, basically. Okay. So it um, replicates them. They've they found some strange black magic kind of creature that probably like, has some sort of consequence. It's the Knights of the comes- Round material that they're replicating at an enormous rate. So imagine what you could do with that. There's some consequences to that, right? I uh, hated this. Did you guys have any connection to these characters? Did you care? No. Did you care whatsoever about what happened? I mean, their planet gets spoiler. Planet gets destroyed in the opening sequence. It's in the trailer. This yeah. is this inciting incident for the film they're called pearls like the people are called pearls I couldn't care and Who the pearls care? aren't called anything so <laughs> it's like that's very confusing the war only being 30 years ago doesn't make any sense to me either i thought that it was maybe it already happened and it was a cool time paradox or something but no like we actually years, this is an interstellar colony and like the fact that this is supposed to be 30 years and they're like, it's everyone's forgotten about this entire incident. It's been, well, 30 I mean, we do have a cover-up. There is a cover-up that exists, like, right? Well, I mean, it's more than 29, but it's not very long at all. Um, also, I, d- I just cannot care about these question, pearl people at all, man. Question. Yes, Michael? If regular weapons are shooting down the ships that mm-hmm. they take refuge in, mm-hmm. how do they survive the fusion missiles that, that they're blow right beside up the planet? It's right beside them, on. right? Yeah. The one that goes off right beside them? <laughs> yeah. Um, stop asking questions. Okay, okay. So we, get, we, this, we finally need to be introduced to our leads, which is where the movie collapses in on itself. Because who in their right mind thought that these two actors were... A, old enough to play seasoned, like, space cops. They're children. These people are supposed to be a crime-fighting team that has been together for some period of time already and are really good at their their space cop job. In the future, do people not age? They they look like they're straight out of Ender's game. (laughs) Like they're in... Junior high. They're playing the, the gravity ball game, and they're now ready to fight. They finished their training. Pig uh, aliens. Oh, but wait, it was, combat the room. training was the war all along. Oh, uh, damn. Yeah, so Spoiler this, for Ender's <laughs> game. <laughs> this is where the movie is, is... That book's old. Can you guys imagine any actors... I mean, Chris Pratt... Uh, any Anyone. Anybody. Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence in, in the leads movie? here. Yeah. Oh, Amazing. Oh. Amazing. Anyone. Amazing. Like probably... Probably anyone. If there's a working actor in Hollywood that's on the A-list that did this movie, it would be, it'd be way better. So also, when I knew this movie... So that was ruining the movie. But when I knew that I hated this movie's guts is when <laughs> they when they sit down in their 
in their chairs. And the way they put their oh, seatbelts on with their, their arms they, out. they have their arms out, and it's just this really hack, overly done. Like we can't. Why do they even need those straps? Can't they just have like a gravity field just, in there? Or something? And why do you have to put your arms out like? When that? you watch this movie, you will know what we're talking about. The this, way they put their seatbelt on is this, really annoying. The straps are so loose they could just put their arms wherever, <laughs> and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> uh, so we land. We we put our we put our stupid straps on. We land on this weird fucking coming burning, out of exospace burning man yeah that's cool right also burning man alternate dimension planet i just want to comment on the design here those straps are good for nothing because if you move forward in any significant force you're just gonna dislocate your shoulders and fly forward because it's only across their I shoulders mean, they're probably energy that's, straps that's why they're like they're, they're they're energy straps that's why you need to do the christ pose as as they're putting that's why ra- over top race car race cars have the fucking cross strap. There's a strap like, in the maybe it's. Uh, this is not important. The, the, cor- it's the corset clear. strap, M- Monsieur Guys, Besson. There's a qu'est-ce, city qu'est-ce, of a thousand planets. Space. There's a city of a thousand planets. Je you ne comprends pas. You don't need to worry about the seatbelt, man. le seatbelt. <laughs> I do kind of like the. So we land on this weird Burning Man planet, and before we can break into this weird market that exists in another dimension, they have to sort of. Take out the guards. I really dig this. That man. was cool. They mm-hmm. fire these like ro- the guy wears this cool helmet. Well, they fire this awesome robo controlled darts, and they can VR another person. That's kind of wild, right? Yeah. Why don't we do more of that? Why? I feel like, and that's when we move into this alternate dimension thing that people are moving in and out of, and and you, it's almost like going through customs. Right where the TSA, you can you can check stuff out of this dimension. You're like, yeah. oh, I went to the market and I bought a weird Ramistran, and because this is to, this instead object, of going this, through an X-ray machine at the end on the way out, it's it like, like a transmogrifier. It comes out of another dimension and plug it right out of this other dimension. Yeah, like that. <laughs> um, I bought this cool thing. The guy, the guy's wife is like, I just bought a cool lamp. And like, what the you hell? You don't even know what you're that wasting is. your money on this interdimensional knickknacks. <laughs> yeah. So is that is that supposed it's to be a decorative. comment on consumerism? I as don't a whole, know. I like it like though. They, they just bought a bunch of shit that in his arms. You look at that and you're like, "What?" And the you're idea asking if this movie is commenting on consumerism. No, or digital I think you're consumerism. It too much credit. Maybe he is. I hated it. Are you okay? What's going on? I, I just keep grabbing that, and I got to stop. Um. So I think this this whole <laughs> scene could have been paid off way better because we have all these awesome ideas of like VR. I'm looking into other dimensions. And they're halfway between shit. His his gun is firing at all these dudes. He's picking up stuff off the table. It's it's wild. Giant snake dogs. And you feel like we're watching a movie where oh cool they can go through different dimensions in this movie. No, no, it's about only, per- only at the it's market. About, it's about pearl people actually. Yeah, it's about uh, and, and we just kind of waste our time. Avatar two. Uh, stealing, uh, going on weird quests, side quests to get jellyfish to put our heads into and. Uh, you know, grabbing weird butterflies that suck us into the sky. Yeah, what the? F- okay. No good. No good. What? Some like like you said, some parts of this movie are not so good. So if that's supposed to okay, let's go to the butterfly fishing scene. It's a pastime. If of that's trolls. supposed to be in the condemned zone, do these guys ever catch anything? Like, why are they even fishing there? Because yeah, no what one's else is supposed to around? be there. Hmm. What else is walking around eating those butterflies? 
Yeah, no, don't worry about that. <laughs> They're stupid okay. trolls. That's the whole idea, right? They're just hanging around for no reason. There's a thousand different planets. It's all those. It's like all those guys you see fishing off the the like the side of the road downtown Toronto. Where um, there's no fish. Yeah, like, guys. Uh, Clive, you do this every day. Clive Owen shows up, and he's straight up out of a Command and Conquer video game. Yeah, he's wearing like discarded <laughs> knickknacks, uh, glue, hot glued to a plate yeah, around his th- neck. Yeah, that's some weird shit. It looks terrible, but I'm, I mean, he just look. The costumes in this movie are brutal, just brutal. Mm-hmm. So does Luke Bazan design this shit, or does I he, don't know? Does he have the same costume designer that he? Because the Fifth Element had a bunch of crazy shit. I too. loved all of it though. I loved Top all of that. Head. Like the, the weird Tupperware head and Lilu's costume. Oh well, that was just Mila Jovovich. Well, and she has a cool orange one with these rubber suspenders. Later, like she has cool sh- like pants and shit. Corbin Dallas has an awesome shirt. I don't know. I, I feel like I guess the styling me, in it was cool. There Valerian was a, isn't cyberpunk retro future, so I'm not, not into Art it. Deco. I'm not as into it, man. We have a command and conquer garbage. <laughs> Um, but I do, I do think, if I recall correctly, Clive Owen dropped a t- line out of Taken. Did he say like, like he will find you, he will kill you? Yeah, he totally. I thought the exact same thing when he said it. Right. Also produced by Luke Besson. Can we agree that the coolest thing in this movie are the Katrons? Sure. What the They're fuck? The most, you mean most badass? Like definitely. Th- those robot things are awesome they just oh those black yeah like the sort of murder soldier those guys are straight up ripoffs i don't of, know why uh, any other military existed if but those are have cylons those. right yeah those are just cylons they're black cylons. yeah but they're badass like, they look cooler than the cylons do in I really, the, I really the like noise they made the noise that these katrons made was way cooler K- than cylons K-trons. cylons are just like wall 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 and, he's and then like, yeah these guys were super deep when they were like <laughs> this like low guttural like uh, but guys did you have any really clue what was going on throughout this movie when when we were spiraling into I didn't these care. it was really okay fine a couple times <laughs> but whenever i worried i was like don't don't worry because it's movie's really simple so it'll resolve itself very quickly oh my god for like, me it spiraled into an incoherent mess of of episodic set pieces with no sense of direction for so me and, is, and it just stringing unrelated set pieces together with in no grace whatsoever i felt what is ethan hawk doing in this movie great question uh, he works at the strip club <laughs> well, that, the, yeah. but he's also like a shady black market like market dealer of merchant well, I, of didn't, some I didn't ask specifically what his character did <laughs> why is, okay why is he in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I have that right here. That's exactly where I was just going to go. <laughs> the because same reason. They basically said, Ethan Hawke, can you be in this movie? He said, I don't know. And they said, you can wear a nose chain. And he said, fuck yeah. It's like, yeah, I just came off Magnificent Seven. I was just going to say. This. If, can I, only if I can wear a nose chain. <laughs> yeah. Magnificent Seven and this are like two big question marks. <laughs> like I'm saying, the nose chain was big. Like that was in the contract. That was the selling feature yes. for him. Yes. He had yet to to rock one of those in his life he's (laughs) like that's on my bucket list if i can check that off the same time as pulling a paycheck let's do it it's probably it's he probably heard about this project called okja and jake gyllenhaal doing this crazy weird role he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna do that i'm not gonna be shown up by jake gyllenhaal i got this crazy weird role in this cool valerian i was on set for one day yeah I mean, so much of this film, like Ethan Hawke, could just be completely edited out with no, literally no effect 
to the narrative in that, any way. Well, that whole side quest of uh, Loreline, Loreleen getting kidnapped by the trolls, and then it does not need feeding, to be there. Feeding this weird troll king all of these different meals. I I, I was looking around at, at my life, asking what am what am I doing with with it? <laughs> it absolutely at that point. That's when I was like, this is a comic book because that's what they would do. Like they would hook a ton of readers. And then they would absolutely misdirect. They'd be like, we can't resolve this. If we resolve this, we're going to get like three editions, three like max out of this. We got to come up with something else. And then they're like, all right, Jim, we didn't want to do this. The idiot like monster fisherman thing with the butterflies. But guess what? It's your lucky day. Well, here's an issue I have. (laughs) So what does this part mean? Why did what, what is why did Loreline become a damsel in distress all of a sudden? Like she went along with it until he was about to eat her head. Well, this was a reversal. I feel like the movie sort of flip flops back and forth, and I kind of like that. Like that's the episodic nature. Is on this week's episode of Valerian, he's kidnapped, and we have to save him next week. Loreline's kidnapped. Like I feel like they they each have to save each other several times in this movie. But she's a badass agent, and she did I know. like I know. She did nothing to save herself, really. I kind of like how they're going to cut her head off and eat her brains or something. Yeah, that was a neat device. You're like, this is horrifying. Don't do it. But, um, yeah, we never got to see her really kick much butt. Well, I don't know. I think they both kind of beat people's asses, no? Not enough? Yeah. Not enough for you guys? I just did not understand what was going on with this whole procession of foods what is happening? What are we doing? No, like, does this just, happen every day for the Troll King, dude? Constantly. It just constantly is happening. Well, what the fuck is it doing in this I movie? Don't I don't know. It's stupid. It shouldn't be in the movie. But like, I, what I was going to... Honest to God, Transformers has more coherent storytelling. St- straight up. Sure. Yeah, this is lacking... There, there's no development. There's no resolve. Like, the uh, when they... Basically, when they realize what the relationship hiccup here is right like he when he proposes and she's like no like i don't want to and he figures out it's because he has to like be vulnerable does he 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 had no point tries to ever be vulnerable like in the movie like he doesn't nope. learn or grow no like nothing changes he trusts her at the end though that's that's the big thing right i tr- okay i'll trust you <laughs> what we you should always have tried. She's your, she's yeah. your partner. You stupid idiot. Yeah, yeah. This if, story if, is weak. Why is she marrying him? This asshole again. She's. How did they? Okay, I guess spoilers. I don't fucking we're, we're, care. No, we're there. Uh, we're how there. did they leave Clive Owen behind when they were inside of the spaceship? And who wrapped him up in the root? Yeah, like what? Well, he drops out of the whole movie for almost the whole thing. And that's when all this episodic shit just seems so useless because then all of a sudden we finally get back to these Pearl people and they tell us, oh, well, we, we actually were hiding out in this, you know. We've been here the We've, whole been, we've time. been in this sort of red zone and we, we've been watching. We've built our own VR beach world that we're just going to get the fuck out of here soon. We built a tiny little submarine ship. So you're sort of like, okay, that's what this whole thing's been at. Why didn't we just get there? Why do we have to go into a, a fish's vagina and get a jellyfish out of it? And it's kind of a disappointing, like, central thread, if you ask me. Like, yeah, this whole thing no, is stupid. Like, that's what I, I, I knew. I was, 
I knew we were in for it as soon as we opened on the Pearl People. This is not going to be interesting in any way. This is some Fern Gully Avatar shit that I've seen a million times. And these, I'm sure these poor, innocent native well, Earth cu- is not culture is going to get wiped out and they're going right. to... Yeah, I just what is Earth it? is not at stake. This, this wasn't there's... about the thousand planets. This this movie really wasn't about no, it wasn't o- no. Alpha, and and I don't feel like we we got to know what life was like on this community of 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 such a diverse place, and it was just about these stupid sh- like oyster people. Yeah, it was... we, is this fucking bait and switch where you think that there's something like Alpha is in danger? No, it's it's not really. It's just that humans are covering up their problems. Yeah. Like their mistakes. There's, oh, there's shady, like, military guys again. Great. Red is done with this. Yeah, it's like... Oh. I mean, it's hard to stay on board. The movie, it doesn't have a lot to offer besides the visuals. I I disagree. I think the visuals are bad. <laughs> At uh, some points, though, there you got to admit that some of them some are really cool. There's some really cool shit, but there's also a lot of stupid shit. Yeah, like, there's piles of like shit. I don't again. I don't great uh, props for having unique costume designs, but what is this? What is the purpose of a serving tray on a military helmet? Like, I don't understand. Oh, that was cool. Well, the visor that does nothing that looked awesome. That was some Fifth Element shit. It's there so that you can make a joke about it. I feel like the most Fifth Elementy stuff was in the first twenty minutes. Yeah, and then we sort of got off this cool desert planet and the movie went downhill my problem maybe is that because we spend so much time with the oyster assholes and how bad they look and how i don't like that look then i feel like the most of the movie's ruined because we we spend so much time with just a stupid looking set of characters yeah i wish that if you're gonna make something central to the plot make it practical like in in the fifth element we had the terrible and goofy looking prosthetics of those uh i forget the name of them oh the uh the ugnots or whatever yeah the guys that work for that's his name yeah Yeah, whatever whatever whatever. those like i don't know they're they're goofy like mindless guys but they were practical and and you want to see that right like you see the ears jiggle when they're walking around and i i prefer that instead of these long live looking they're they're called mangalores (laughs) Oh yeah, the Ma- Mangalores from Mangalores. No, the, yeah. Oh, in Fifth Element, yeah, yeah Mangalores, because they're and they, he gives them all the gun with that one button. Ah, oh, it's just Valerian will make you appreciate Fifth Element so much more. It's yeah, it's Be- a squandered opportunity, I think. Yeah, to to, to like because obviously the the comic book is going to have too much material. It's going to be too far reaching for you to do. So I think the opportunity was to really polish it down and rein it in. Yeah, like find the real core and find something on a smaller scale on this. It's like to is combine it ba- the, the it, drama of a small scale interpersonal situation this thing with the so interstellar scale, right? It's overstuffed. Do yeah. you think, Luke Besson, is, is it dangerous to give too much creative control to your director sometimes? This is this a case where like like the prequel the uh, Phantom Menace kind of situation. It, 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 this is just a director with complete free reign, with absolutely nobody questioning anything that he says. Final cut on everything. Too attached to uh, the material. Yeah, like <laughs> I pre- think maybe precious. Like, I don't know what else could explain the bloated time and pre- precious with every single scene to a point where 
there's whole there's large chunks that we you know we've already said you could remove without we're watching his, damaging the plot this is stuff just for him essentially like we're watching a bunch of sequences that are largely there for the pleasure of Luc Besson <laughs> well you can see how this because he's been it's he's been wanting to make this for a long yeah. time and you can see how it inspired a bunch of the fifth element as well but that yeah. I, that ended up being good so that's yeah. what, that's what's amazing about this whole thing and in 2017 I mean we all know this already you you give you give somebody a bunch of restraints and they'll make better art than when they're given complete creative freedom right if you, if that you adversity breeds creativity if, if you like if it, you have yeah if you have block blockades and things preventing you from you know sort of pursuing exactly the vision you want look at Deadpool yeah, I wonder if actually, yeah. like, as I'm thinking about the comic more, I wonder if this will sort of awaken people's awareness to Valerian and no. and and the old com- the French comic. No, no, you don't think sales? I, no. I, I'm sure sales will increase. It's a massive bomb, uh, guys. What are we giving this movie out of ten? Eww. It's not going to be pretty uh, in it's here. A, it's a five for me. Mm-hmm. It's okay. teetering around there for me too because like it's it's not unwatchable because the visuals they don't like I mean I think Scott you're more critical of it than me like I was sort of like I said awed by some of the stuff and I really liked some of it. I was entertained I think Michael like I was you entertained said. for a decent amount of this movie. It was definitely t- uh, at least half an hour too long. Yeah. Um, I might I might yeah. give it actually even uh no I can't. <laughs> what are you, what were I was you about say? to give it a 6 and then I wow. remembered I remembered bubbles. <laughs> I remember so you're giving, her, you're giving it a five and a I half. I remembered her like soliloquy as she like turns into the Egyptian head. I was like, why Egyptian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that made what no sense. What and she the, turns into sand. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> five. Yeah, it's a five. And how out did of the, ten. how did the jelly shapeshifter? Die falling through a trash compactor. Oh thing, yeah, and, something got cut, and they were fine. they cut something. Yeah, yeah, they they did cut something. I, I must have got injured in in the in the commotion, or what did she say? Like, it's are you kidding, guys? You were giving this lower scores than I predicted. You know, you you're giving this fives, but you seem to have a good time. I gave I'm giving it a four, and I had a terrible you time. Did not enjoy it. So. I might, I might even have to go three and a half. Whoa! This, Low. this, this might be one of the worst films that I have reviewed on this podcast. It, was it worse than Gods of Egypt? No, um, Gods of Egypt or like Gods same. Of, Gods of Egypt. They're not even trying. Gods of Egypt. They're not trying. This you can tell that Luc Besson really loves it. That's the problem, right? right. So, um, Valerian is a bloated, nightmarish interesting disaster that bombed at the box office everybody and that is our review if you see the movie and agree or disagree with our takes please email verticalviewing at gmail.com let us know what you think uh guys that's our show next week red what is it what is happening on the podcast next week Oh, nothing. Nothing's going on? Nothing exciting at it's, all. It, it's just a one-man show next week. We're I'm not de- fired up we're debating, in the slightest. We're debating the idea of maybe just having Red on the show only. Like these guys are going to go get some pizza well, or well, I have whatever. no business. <laughs> I have no business being on the show next week because we're reviewing The Dark Tower. And I'm, 
I, I'm, I don't think you, you've actually... Have you read the book? I have not. This is going to be a four-hour podcast of Red just telling you... Oh, the backstory? <laughs> just, just explaining who Roland is and how awesome he is. And the gunslinger followed every oh, time. Son of a gun. These gunslingers are bad. Right? They kill with their heart. I got to say, I've watched the trailer for The Dark Tower plenty of times, and I know that he kills with his heart. I Thank you. I understand. I'm glad this one's 95 minutes, though. He does not aim with his hand. That's awesome. He aims with his hand has forgotten his father's face. Oh, here we go. I aim with my eyes. Yes, yes. Short short and sweet. This one will be... If you want any prequels, then just watch like any of the uh, Sergio Sergio Leone Men With No Name films with Clint Eastwood. I know that Idris Elba and Clint Eastwood don't look the same, but try to pretend they're the same guy. I'm mad. I'm mad they've replaced a white guy with a black guy. Uh-oh, you can't, I'm really you're mad. not allowed to say that. You're not? No. You're just saying that to be inflammatory, aren't you? Well, I want articles to be written about, <laughs> like, I want a lot of people to get paid a lot of money to write articles for, Headlines like, a tiny with... segment of society, <laughs> like, trolls, like, like, t- like, want, like, 15 people on the internet and have, like, New York Times articles the written. vertical viewing podcast yeah. makes, makes, uh, controversial comments. Yeah, that would be good. Actually, it wouldn't. Scott it Eastwood. Might. Scott Eastwood no. could have played this character. Uh, I said no, it. No, he couldn't have. No, he couldn't. <laughs> the dark. No, he couldn't. Have. <laughs> the dark tower is next week. Everybody, ninety-five minutes. Like I said, is going to be very. I, I'm nice. looking forward to it. Very nice. Yeah, I can't wait. Short and sweet. Our review, like our episode, may be longer than the film itself. Uh, there's a very good chance of that. <laughs> there is. Uh, well, when, once we unleash red, yeah, I'll try to re- <laughs> restrain myself. You can find our uh, our website is verticalviewing.com. You can find it our is. podcasts there. Yeah, you can find it in other places. We can too. find our the donate button is located on verticalviewing.com. It is there. Rhonda helped us out last week. We love you. The very generous donation. Uh, the PayPal link will allow you to have that one night stand with the vertical viewing podcast that a, everybody wants. A single expression. It's a one time donation. But if you want to have a long term relationship with with the fellas. And ladies over here, become, we have we have ladies producing the show. You, they're just not on. Become a patron. Yeah, become a patron. Uh, Patreon.com slash vertical viewing is where you're going. Click on either a hydrogen, helium, or lithium level subscription, one, two, or three dollars per month. Then the Jake Gyllenhaal uh, reviews are free for you. Early access to fun extras. Yes. Like- the Dune review is already up. Yeah. Uh, if you like David Lynch being weird as fuck... And who doesn't? Oh, Dune. That's gross, what he does. Gross slug aliens bending time. With their weird faces. Yeah. You like Virginia Madsen when she was younger just talking to you for five minutes? Well, Red start? didn't have that because he watched nope. the Alan Smithy version oh, where right, you, right. you zoom in on the book like a Winnie, po- Winnie the Pooh kind of thing. You get some oil paintings. Yeah. They're cool. Our Dune review is on patreon.com slash vertical viewing. Uh, if you like the show... You want to help us keep the lights on? We hope you you like it. Right? Offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show, sticking that internet pie in your ear every week. We slip it in. We slide it. We pay for the cleanup costs, too. Verticalviewing.com, patreon.com slash verticalviewing. Uh, is there any other thoughts, guys? Do you have any final thoughts? I mean, the th- I folks- was really hoping this would be a little more cohesive. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sorry. Yeah, what, I... What's happened to Luc Bizon? That's kind of where I'm at, too. Like, I mean, what I would say is that before this movie, until the very last minute, until even partway through, like, after the market sequence, I was holding out hope that this movie would be good. I had 
expectations and I shouldn't have. And then they fell in a vertical direction. I did. I did. You need to get more creative. I do. 